You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got yet another breaking news edition of the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Going to go across town to that home daycare center to get to the one and the only Ryan Callahan. Because, guys, I, I, I got to tell you, uh, I'll let Ryan tell you who it is, but this is, uh, I think this is officially, officially uh, the, the second uh, holy episode of the go vols 24 7 podcast isn't it ryan it is and uh i'll find out later if our sensors did the job on that because you went you went full monty on that one but uh yeah right 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 for it i mean sometimes when things are you gotta call them what they are yeah and uh so yeah i'll be fascinated to hear the finished product on that one but uh yeah this one uh changing it up a little bit been a lot of additions to the 2023 class lately now tennessee getting an early start on its 2024 recruiting class with five-star athlete Jonathan Eccles from IMG Academy in Florida. He picks Tennessee over offers from about 30 other schools. Uh, Most of the major programs in the country had already offered him. Uh, Tennessee offered him back in December and just hosted him on his first visit to Tennessee's campus uh, a little more than a week ago, the weekend of June 24. He came in for a, a visit that lasted more than two days. He got to come in, see the, see the area and the campus pretty extensively and then hung around to participate in a large portion of the Vols' final camp of the summer, uh, working out as a tight end at that camp, uh, which we will get into that in a minute because his, uh, his sort of position projection is, is a little interesting. But Tennessee definitely recruiting him as a tight end. So uh, you will see him rated as an athlete. Uh, if, if not at the, by the time this podcast is, is uh, posted, certainly in the near future, I think you'll see him rated as an athlete. But this is a guy that uh, could, is definitely capable of playing on both sides of the ball, but Tennessee has been recruiting him as a tight end. So we saw it like this past year with Ethan Davis getting a, a top 100 prospect nationally uh, back in December uh, as one of the first pickups for the 2023 class. Tennessee doing really good work at the tight end position early. Um, so a, a really nice pickup here, obviously, to say the least. And, uh, and to get a guy like this who's a five-star in the 24-7 sports composite after just one visit and to get him going into his junior season, um, th- this is a this is a pretty big statement win by Tennessee, I think, to 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 nail down a, a guy like this so early in the process and and kind of make a splash in 2024 before most teams have really picked up their first commitment for that class. Yeah, I mean the number five overall player in the class. I mean it's early, but still, uh, th- this I hope this places into context what kind of athlete th- this kid is because. Uh, I was at that camp, and Ryan will laugh because I, I do not go to uh, a lot of those recruiting showcase events, and uh, it, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like an unofficial thing where I'm like, okay, Ryan, a few of these a year, I know I got to do it. Just just tell me, just pick the days carefully, man. When do I got to be there? They had a big one last week, so everybody had to be there. So it's all hand on, all hands on deck. We're there, and I'm watching this thing, Ryan, and you you were there. You know the story, and and he. 
you know, there's like a few hundred kids there, you know, they're all pretty athletic. They're in shorts. It's not really football. So I'm sitting there and I'm talking to you. I go, you know, Ryan, I know coaches know this stuff, but like, this isn't football, man. Like, how can you tell if this kid's better than that kid? They're all pretty big. They're all pretty athletic. How can you really, really tell? Cause like kids get offers from these things. So I'm like, how do you know? Cause this isn't really football. And then I swear to you, I swear to you within about, Three to four minutes, uh, this young man, Jonathan Eccles, runs like a like some kind of a seam or a skinny post and makes just an unbelievable catch, never breaks stride, uh, like a one-hander, keeps running, does something ridiculous. And I immediately go back over to Ryan, and, and I, I, I kind of poke him on the shoulder, and I go, Ryan, who the f*** was that? Because that's how good – this kid was and we're testing the sensors on this one because this is a big deal and then a couple minutes later we're pat and i were patrick brown and i were talking and i said so pat what do you think bammer or georgia ryan this is what kind of player this is this kid could go anywhere he is fantastic yes and uh and like you said a no-brainer and man really really are testing the sensors with this one hopefully they are uh working overtime and, and earning their 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 paychecks with this one uh, five star but, yeah, man they- five five star man it is what it is Got to pull out all the stops and uh, sometimes let let them fly, right? That's, but, liter- uh, that's literally what happened, Ryan. You were there. That was the exact yeah. conversation that happened. That was uh, that was a direct quote. So uh, so yeah, the, uh, I mean, no question. He he passes the eye test. You know, again, six four two thirty, and that's that's what uh, roughly what he measured in at Tennessee. So uh, th- those are legit measurements. I know sometimes people wonder about th- those kinds of things. Uh, you don't always have verified measurements. That's legit. So good size, obviously. Uh, you know, not crazy tall where you see him in the six, 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 seven range at tight end sometimes, but plenty big uh, and then good athlete on top of being 230 pounds. So uh, at a good size, but not, you know, not so big that you think he's going to be just more of a blocking tight end or anything like that. Definitely a guy who I think can be a weapon in the passing game. As you said, looked very good and smooth running routes that day at Tennessee's camp. And uh, you know, I, I knew I, I was a little surprised because I, I hadn't really talked with him before that visit. You know, I, I, exchanged a few DMs with him, you know, uh, wrote something back in May about how he had tweeted, uh, you know, Tennessee, uh, or references to Tennessee indicating he wanted to visit there this summer, uh, where the Vols had clearly gotten on his radar quite a bit since offering back in December. Um, but didn't really know at that time that Tennessee was recruiting him as a tight end, knew that some teams were including Notre Dame. Um, he, he had, he'd kind of expressed interest maybe in playing tight end, but didn't really know what his position projection would be. So see him at camp working at tight end. is like, Oh, that's, that's interesting. And then, you know, find out that Tennessee definitely has been recruiting him as, as a tight end uh, the whole way. You know, that, that's a, that, that's an interesting thing when you, we had seen him rated as an edge rusher before and looked, he looked very good as an edge rusher at IMG Academy spring game uh, just a couple months ago. So for, for Tennessee to be working at tight end, it, you know, it was fascinating, but he looked the part there. I absolutely looked the part. And this is a, this is a big time athlete that can, again, can do a lot of things. He played multiple positions on both sides of the ball last year at Heard County High School in Georgia before moving to IMG Academy. So th- these are the kinds of players you want, you know, especially early in a recruiting class. You, you could do three different things probably with a guy like this. He, he could play probably a couple different positions on defense, depending on how he fills out. He could play tight end. You know, he, just a big pickup, regardless of what his future position projection works out to be. And that's why I would. That's why I would at least say for now, you still should maybe view him as an athlete because you never know how that works out. But I, I, I mean, every, every indication so far is that Tennessee fully believes 
he's a tight end. And, uh, and yeah, I, I see why I've seen him at camp. I mean, he looked very good. It just sounds like, you know, I haven't seen him really work out in person as an edge rusher, but it sounds like he's very good on that side of the ball too. So that's a great problem to have if you're Tennessee. I know some, some longtime Tennessee fans might hear that and say, Hey, it's the Jason Witten thing for, you know, 2.0 basically where he came to Tennessee as a defensive end, found his way to tight end. You know, this one, a situation where coming out of high school, it sounds like he, he wants to play tight end Tennessee likes him there. So you, you start him off there probably and, and see how it goes. But uh, I, seeing him at that camp, certainly no reason to think it won't work out and, and that he won't be a very good player at that position. Yeah, be, because some tight ends, um, a lot of tight ends cannot play edge rusher. A lot of edge rushers cannot play tight end. But there are some who are athletic enough that they could do either. There's not – I wouldn't even say a majority of them, especially at a you know at an SEC Power 5 type of level like that if you're trying to compete for championships. But there are sometimes players who would be just as good on either side of the ball, whether it be running back, linebacker, whether it be, you know, tight end, edge rusher, you know, the, the, you know wide receiver, cornerback. Uh, there are things that you see sometimes where you see guys who could do these things, and, and I don't know – I'll be honest, Ryan. He, at the camp that we watched, he was not like you said. He was not on defense, so we I, I couldn't tell you the film. A lot of it looks really, really good. I mean, he's explosive. He's big. He can run. He can hit. Um, but if he really wants to play tight end, this is the kind of kid where if he says, "I, I want to come here, but but I want to play tight end," you say, "Okay, here's Alex Golish, right?" I mean, it's that simple. And and, and I think uh, the the first words of Andrew Ivan's uh, official evaluation uh, of uh, of Eccles on his twenty four seven Sports profile kind of say it all. Kind of a scout's dream is how he says it, yeah. and uh, that's that's a very good way to put it. Because I mean, d- just look at what he did, what he's done in his high school career to this point. He has played quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, linebacker, and defensive end. I mean, that that's a guy you can do again, basically anything with. He's, he's He's obviously outgrown. You're not going to play him at wide receiver. He's already 230 pounds. You know, he's not a quarterback. Um, but you, the fact that you can do that many things with him just shows you the kind of athlete you're talking about, that, that a high school team is wanting to get the ball in his hands, wanting to take advantage of him on defense as much as possible. Uh, I, I haven't spoken with him about his move to IMG Academy, but a lot of players obviously get attracted to, to, to IMG for the chance to kind of be in a – Oh, yeah. college prep prep like program at a, an amazing campus it's basically a, an NFL factory and there's a there's a lot of reasons to to be interested in that opportunity but I'm sure one of the draws for him was just the chance to not have to to play four or five different positions to to be able to settle in somewhere and, and he told me you know, he, he still might play some defense he obviously played there at IMG spring game uh, but it sounds like he wants to focus a little more on the tight end position this year and that that's big. I mean, that's the th- that's the thing about him is he's not gotten to zero in on any position. So what you see at tight end right now is hardly what he can be as a refined player. It's kind of like Ethan Davis, who played uh, the Tennessee commitment in the 2023 class, played tight end for the first time last year as a junior in high school. Uh, so you know you, you don't have a lot of uh, a lot of a track record there, a long history of playing the position. That just means more upside, fewer bad habits maybe, uh, and a lot to work with for, for college coaches. So there's a lot to be excited about with that, and I'm really eager to see how he looks this season playing, you know, maybe mostly tight end 
Uh, we'll, we'll see if he gets some, you know, equal work on both sides or how they use him. But it sounds like he's pretty optimistic that he gets a lot of tight end work. And Tennessee clearly likes what they've seen from him there. And other schools did too, by the way. Tennessee definitely was not on an island in recruiting him as a tight end. I know Notre Dame and, and a few other teams that were high on his list were also recruiting him as a tight end. So not, uh, not one of those situations where Tennessee just kind of zigged when everyone else was zagging as far as recruiting him at a certain position to try to land him. It, it was a, it was a situation where a, a lot of schools do like him at tight end. It's just some, some of our analysts and some other people also like him as an edge rusher. And, you know, that's, I think that's just because he has such a, a versatile looking skill set and build that you could do a lot of things with him and he could potentially be good at any of them. Yeah. And it, it, it's like, you know, a lot of people would say if a guy could, could do two things or multiple things, you know, you want to find the thing that, that he could do best naturally. That's good for you. It's good for the team, but also sometimes positionally, for instance, a, a great tight end is so important to an offense and can change a game 100%. Um, but an edge rusher, you know, like your average dynamic game-changing edge rusher probably has a more of an impact on a game, I, I would say, than, than your average kind of game-breaking, big-time, dynamic tight end. And, and that's no disrespect to tight ends. It's just that edge rusher is one of the very most important places on the field. The NFL pays guys more at that position. But I've always been of, uh, of one mind on this. Uh, I, I'm I'm on team. Let the kid play where they want to play. I think you give the kid the information and say, "Here are your options." I think you might be better at this, but you could also do this. I, I kind of want you to do this, but I want you to do what you want to do. And if the kid says, "I want to do something else," you say, "Okay, then we'll do that." Because I don't I don't like making kids play places they just don't want to play. Yeah, and that's uh, I think in the transfer portal era, you kind of have to do it that way, right? Because if you're playing at a, a, a forcing a player to play at a position he doesn't want to play at, he's probably going to leave before long. That's yeah. just the the reality of the situation these days. So I think you almost you know you have to take that into account when you're recruiting a player, or it, you pr- you're potentially wasting your time going to a lot of trouble to recruit a guy and ultimately you know kind of manipulate him to to get him on campus and play the position you might want him to play. And you might not get anything out of him anyway because he's going to leave the first chance he gets. So I think you do have to be upfront with guys, tell them things you can you can back up and not not mislead them at any point. And yeah, like you said, maybe you give them the information, say, hey, look, here's what we think you can do on that side of the ball. But if you want to play tight end or whatever position, hey, we'll, we'll let you stay there. So I think you've got to be upfront and and honest with guys, clear communication throughout the process. You can't make them feel these days like they are being. Uh, misled, misguided at any point. Uh, you, you've got to be up front. So, uh, I, I, and I think they've, I'm sure they will continue to do that. You know, but again, Tennessee, it sounds like there's really not been any, uh, any communication with the defensive staff so far. This has been an all offensive staff operation. Uh, you know, a few support staff guys that w- worth noting here, we, we give a lot of, uh, a, a lot of shout outs to Tennessee's position coaches in the recruiting process who, who land these guys, uh, a lot of guys on Tennessee's support staff uh, and in quality control and GA positions don't, don't quite get enough credit for the work they do sometimes. So uh, a few guys at Tennessee, uh, especially earlier in the process, when, when these coaches haven't gotten to, you know, coaches can't even start really contacting uh, class of 2023 prospects until September 1st of this year. So, you know, Alex Skolich, the, the tight ends coach and offensive coordinator, he's, he's getting the credit as the primary recruiter, uh, but that that relationship has kind of just started to build in some ways because uh, Max Thurman, the senior offensive analyst, he's been heavily involved in uh, in, in talking with Eccles so far. And, and then the guys who also work with Tennessee's tight ends, uh, Jack Taylor and uh, and Alex Fagan, both heavily involved in that recruitment and spend a lot of time with them during that unofficial visit. So give Tennessee staff a lot of credit. But yeah, I think the fact that 
that all those guys are offensive assistant coaches, the tight end assistant coaches. I mean, they're clearly all in on selling him on being a tight end. And that's, that's clearly what they see him at right now. So I don't think that's a, I don't think that's just a, a bait and switch situation. I think they see him as a tight end and, you know, we'll see two, two years left until he's on campus. So obviously a long way to go in that one, but uh, I think that's the plan right now. And there's no reason to, to doubt it. And he's a, he's a fascinating prospect and we'll see how he develops at that position. If he gets more time there this year, we got a lot more to discuss about Jonathan Eccles. This is a big, big, big time addition for Tennessee. Obviously, I mean, he'd be a big time addition for anybody. One of the top players in all of the country in the 2024 class, there's lots more to discuss about him and lots more to discuss about Tennessee's recruiting efforts in general. Uh, so we got a lot to discuss uh, and we have time to do that, but we are overdue for a commercial break. So we're going to step away quickly and do that. Pay bills, listen to product services, in-house ads, etc., And then we'll be right back here on the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center talking about a big, big day for Tennessee football, uh, the Vols have added a five-star, five-star, five-star commitment uh, from Jonathan Eccles from IMG Academy down there in Florida, a Georgia native who has matriculated his way down to uh, IMG Academy in Florida and now plans to matriculate his way up uh, about, I don't know, four or 500 miles, I suck at math, something like that, up to Knoxville to play college football in, uh, but in, in, in a year or so. This is a 2024 commitment. Still, though, still – a big, big deal for Tennessee, and we have plenty to discuss on this episode. We've already discussed plenty, and we got plenty more to discuss. But before we do that, just a quick, uh, quick suggestion, guys, quick uh, request, I guess you could say. Please take about a minute out of your day right now and go in there and rate and review and subscribe to this podcast. If you're just listening on the website, we love you. There's nothing wrong with that. There is no wrong way to consume the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. But what helps us the most is if you go in there, uh, whether it's on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world, you can cast a fine pod. You can find this Go Vols 24-7 podcast. We do this for free, and we are happy to do it. It is a labor of love. Um, but the one thing we ask for, since it's free, please go in there, rate, and review, and subscribe, and tell your friends. Uh, if you're already doing that stuff, thank you. We love you. If not, uh, go yourself. 
that's uh, that that's the policy. And one more quick thing, uh, since I've just told you to go yourself, why don't you go in there and uh, right now, if you want to get to the website, guys, this is a great time to do it. We got we got it through Tuesday, two months for one dollar promotion on the website. Two months for one dollar. That's one of the best deals we have throughout the year. It's a really good time to go in and check it out. Uh, and if you do pay us that uh, that one dollar fee, uh, I will I will not give any you any expletives aimed in your direction. So please, please go in there and do that. Ryan, this is a big day for Tennessee football. This is obviously a, a really big time. You know, we talked about a bunch of commitments that might be coming in the you know in the past couple of weeks, and, and now here they are. Um, this is a big one. However, one caveat with this one, Ryan, it is early. Kids do commit all the time, uh, and, and sometimes, especially in football, you see this. If it's an early commitment, it might not stick. You never know, and, and that's not, you know, knock on wood. You know, nothing happens with Tennessee's coaching staff or anything. Tired of covering all these searches and, and all this stuff. But um, let's just assume that you know, or, or suggest that Heupel and those guys stick around for another few years. Uh, still, these things can and do change. When a kid commits this early, how much is that on your radar? Uh, because maybe this is a Tennessee fan base still scarred by the Trevor Lawrence and T. Higgins stuff and those kind of things, but it, it is early, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, you can go back through Tennessee's history and find a, a handful of reasons to be skeptical of an early commitment. Uh, you know, I, I go all the way back to. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander, who uh, was a big-time cornerback cor- target, obviously ended up being drafted in the NFL, I think a second-round pick or something like that. Uh, he was committed to Tennessee very early in his high school career, a sophomore, junior year, one of those deals. Uh, didn't stick. Hunter Johnson, the five-star quarterback, obviously committed early, didn't stick. So, uh, yeah, T. Higgins, as you mentioned, definitely some examples of of these early commitments not working out. So, understandable if you're looking at this I don't, I don't, Yeah, I don't want to be a downer. I'm just saying it is yeah. early. It absolutely is. And uh, and look, bottom line is this is one of the, the most coveted players in, in the 2024 class. As you said, it is early. We'll, we'll see you know, if his stock stays as high as it is right now. But this is a guy already with more than 30 offers, including Alabama, Georgia, some of the other top programs in the country. Uh, and, and look, especially in the NIL era, you never say never with stuff like that, especially now. But even before the NIL era, I mean – the recruiting process doesn't really start to get serious in a way until, as I mentioned earlier, September 1st of your junior year, because that's when college coaches can actually start contacting you. They can't really have daily text conversations and things like that with you. It's all up to the player up to this point to, to call coaches and stay in contact with them regularly, which is why Tennessee often has support staff guys talking with those guys. Cause they're the position coaches and coordinators only have so much time in the day and are often focused more on that, that next recruiting class. So, uh, so really, things get ramped up quite a bit uh, during the junior year, and there's so much left of the recruiting process. So even though Jonathan Eccles might think he's done, might think he knows where he wants to go, you definitely never say never with stuff like that. And it is it is fair to at least say Tennessee's going to have to work hard to to hold on to him. You don't get a five-star without a fight. Uh, that's true at any time, but especially in this day and age um, where a recruitment like that can turn on a dime. Uh, with NIL opportunities and things like that. So definitely fair to say Tennessee is going to have to continue to recruit him, going to have to keep building the relationship, getting him back on campus. I think that's the thing to watch this year. Uh, It helps that he's from Georgia, from not far outside Atlanta, so it'll be a little bit easier for him to get back to Knoxville than maybe for a a, a typical kid down in Florida. So 
Uh, that's a plus. But, you know, how many times does he make it back to Tennessee this year? Does he at least make it to one regular season game at, at Neyland Stadium? You know, does he keep building that relationship with, with you know, maybe some of Tennessee's commitments in the 2023 class and just kind of connect himself more to the program? I think that's always a big thing uh, is, is just getting a player to kind of feel like he's already part of the family. Uh, that, you know, building that sort of emotional tie there can be huge and kind of weathering the storm later on later in the process. But, hey, at the end of the day, for most of these kids, especially for the, for the elite ones like Jonathan Eccles, it is a business decision in almost every case. So at the end of the day, Tennessee's still going to have to fight off some, some other teams, I'm sure, and, and only time will tell on that. But, you know, hey, they've, they've done well so far with early commitments like Ethan Davis in the 2023 class. I think there's reason to think they can hold on to him, but absolutely fair to say Tennessee's going to have to continue to work hard to make sure they – that he ultimately signs with Tennessee in December 2023. And I know, Ryan, Ryan this is something that it, it might seem a, a bit interesting because of the way that I think you very rightly phrase things in the first segment when talking about how, you know, maybe Alex Golish is the one getting credit for this on, on paper, but that a lot of Tennessee support staff, especially with the younger kids, really builds relationships and really gets a foot in the door and does some of those things. However, I know that Alex Golish is now technically his primary recruiter for Tennessee. I know uh, that, that obviously this is a big day for him, but he is, I, I believe, or at least very recently, has still been in the top 10 for recruiters uh, in the 2023 cycle with what he's done so far. You don't often see that from a coordinator. So this guy is a coordinator uh, and a position coach and now apparently also a very, very good recruiter. That seems like a very, very potent combination of things, and that it just maybe adds to the list of people or of reasons why this this guy might be a head coach fairly soon. Yeah, I mean, you see him in media settings, and, and you absolutely understand why. You know, if he if he can continue to make a name for himself as an offensive mind, I think that's going to be the trick for him is you know continuing to uh, separate himself in a way and develop his own identity as opposed to this being seen as just Josh Heupel's offense. But if he can do that, uh, I, I think he absolutely has a great chance to be a head coach someday because he is uh, obviously very articulate, very very well spoken, and 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 an engaging interview in those types of settings, uh, and, and obviously communicates well with his players and. And, and has a pretty pretty good grasp of what he wants to do offensively and, and, and does a really nice job with, you know, the, f- the fast pace of Tennessee's offense, helping with play calling. And I think he does have at least a bigger hand in that than people might assume with this being seen as, as Josh Heupel's offense. You know, he's obviously heavily involved in play calling, but so is Alex Golish. So I, I, I do think all of that gives him a chance. And, and, yeah, as you said, the fact that he, you know, coordinators usually don't, uh, don't get hired because of their recruiting ability. You know, it's seen as a plus if you're a coordinator and can, and can recruit. But if you're a coordinator who can recruit, that gives you a better chance to be a head coach, uh, I think, someday, because sometimes that's the big question you have. Can this guy recruit if he gets a chance to be a head coach someday? And if you're just seen as a scheme or X's and O's guy, people might be a little more hesitant. You know, that's frankly, let's go back not to not to you know, trigger any Tennessee fans with bad memories here. But that's why Jeremy Pruitt got a chance Agreed. as a defensive coordinator 100%, to be a head coach. You're 100 percent right, though. Because he was seen as a recruiter, so if you're a recruiter and have and have a, a good reputation as a coordinator too, you are more likely to get a chance to be a head coach. And yeah, I think with Alex Golish still being a young guy, that's that's definitely one of the things. Uh, and, and give him a lot of credit, as you said. You know, he's he's had some help in recruiting uh, uh, Jonathan Eccles early, but the fact that he has uh, been able to land a big time tight end in back to back classes so early in the process is uh, is very impressive and, and, and just getting some work done at that position where Tennessee's been, you know, 
kind of pedestrian in recruiting for a few years. I, I would say that they had had trouble landing some big time tight ends. You know, they were in on guys like Eric Gilbert and Darnell Washington and uh, some others under the former staff. You know, they had Dominic Wood Anderson that was a big pickup, but that didn't work out uh, quite so well. So they, you know, they've they've not gotten a lot of big time players at that position in recent years. And to to be able to get back to back classes with players of this caliber at the tight end position, I, I think a pretty big compliment to Alex Golish and the work he's done uh, at that position. So again. Give the due credit to the to the support staffers that helped with that, but hey, the the connection that he felt on campus during the visit, I think, is ultimately why Tennessee is landing Jonathan Eccles and, and Alex Golish was certainly a big part of that during that visit uh, a little more than a week ago. And Ryan, last thing I got for you, unless there's something that you'll want to add yourself, which of course you are more than welcome to do. But the last question I really wanted to to ask you in this one is is when you look at you think of, of adding to a class this earlier, getting one started, I should say, with a five-star. And a lot of times that's a quarterback. Um, but it's the kind of thing that can kind of build momentum and get things going in a class. Can the same thing happen if it's a five-star, but, but he's like a tight end? Can, can that still have the same kind of, you know, gets people's attention kind of thing? I, I think so. And in, in this case, I think it's a bit – I think the fact that he's a five-star prospect, this can, this can be the type of thing that has a uh, – has a little bit of a snowball effect where, where Tennessee can, can sort of get its class going based on this. I, it, as much as anything, I, this is a, this is really a statement win to me for Tennessee. Again, time will tell if it sticks, if, if, uh, if another team's going to, going to work really hard to try to flip him and this becomes a, a real dogfight for Tennessee to hold on to him. But uh, with, with all that being said, just to get an early commitment like this, you know, less than a year ago, Tennessee got its first commitment for the 2023 class from Jack Luttrell. And, and that, you know, he, he has several early offers as well, uh, but clearly rankings wise, perception wise, Tennessee just didn't have as much going and recruiting at that time. There wasn't as much buzz around them. Nobody was talking about them getting a lot of five stars last year. And, and the script has completely changed now to where we're seeing Tennessee in the mix for big time players in the 2023 class, getting some of those big time players, obviously a five star quarterback headline the class. There's a lot more working in Tennessee's favor. And now to get a win like this in the 2024 class, I think this just this is huge because it, it lets players know in this class and in future classes, I think it's the message of the 2024 class as well, or, or I'm sorry, to the 2023 class as well, that, hey, you guys are coming in and you're going to be a good class, but there's more coming in behind you. We're going to keep building this thing. And I think that that's reassurance to every player that's going to be a part of this rebuild at Tennessee that, hey, Things are are not only on the right track; they're they're still building. They're continuing into the next couple recruiting classes, and that's that's a big big deal. So, uh, I, I think this is you know we'll, we'll see what kind of peer recruiting and what kind of uh, you know kind of kind of momentum they can can get out of this. But regardless, I think it is a reassuring and big time win, and it is an attention getter. Uh, you don't see Tennessee get a whole lot of five stars this early in the process. You know, T Higgins was a unique case, a local kid. Uh, you know, Hunter Johnson was a quarterback, as you said. It's often something like that. Uh, you know, Mackenzie Alexander was a weird one. He'd never visited Tennessee at that time uh, years ago. I don't know why, how exactly that one happened the way it did. But, you know, usually there's something a little a little strange about them where you're like, okay, yeah, maybe that one sticks. Maybe it doesn't. But, sure, kid wanted to commit early. Like this one, sure, it's coming off a visit. He's only been on campus one time. But clearly he feels good about Tennessee. And I think there's reason to think it could stick. And, and it's a big deal to get a kid like this early. So, yeah, I think this has the, the potential to, 
to really make a statement. And, uh, and again, it, it shows people that Tennessee is for real in recruiting and, and, and a force to be reckoned with much more so than it was just a couple of years ago. And that's a, a massive, massive thing for Tennessee to have working in its favor. Ryan, you got anything else? Uh, we, we've had a lot to discuss on this one, but, but it seems like we, we've gotten there. You got anything else you want to add? No, I think that's a, a good place to leave it. Just like you said, stay tuned. This is, uh, you know, we're still pretty early in what should be a, a, a busy month. And, and we know some other announcements coming up uh, over the next several days involving Tennessee targets. So, so stay tuned. Uh, not, not done yet. I think you're going to still hear a lot more from us in the month of July, if I had to guess with the way things are, are shaping up. So not, not, a, not a lot of 2024 news, but certainly on the 2023 class front, you're going to hear a lot more from us in the coming days. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's probably the, a good way to put it for, for the month. I mean, that's you know, not, not done yet. Uh, that's going to be, I think, maybe the story of uh, Tennessee football in June and July of uh, of this year. So lots of going, lots of stuff going on. And Ryan, I know you're always busy, really busy this time of year. So thanks for dropping by for a minute, man. Absolutely, thanks for doing it, Wes. And there's the button. And now I can say, guys, thank you for listening to this edition of the Go Vols 24/7 podcast. As always, we always say it, but we always mean it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker, 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan, 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown, 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want uh, just Tennessee news in your feed, nothing else, get that at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247, and you can get tons of stuff there throughout the day, all day, every day. But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain spring water directly from the tap, Go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internet to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, uh, baseball, tons of stuff going on there these days, obviously. Lady Vols coverage, where Maria Cornelius does an excellent job all year covering all things Lady Vols for us all the time. we got two forums that run around the clock 24-7, as the name suggests. we got the checkerboard and the summit, where you can go 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you can discuss Anything you want that is not political or religious in nature with Tennessee fans across the world, pretty much every freaking time zone that exists. We've got somebody there. We got people up at different hours of the day. We got all kinds, any time of day, anytime you go there, you're going to find a bunch of people on there talking Tennessee athletics, talking SEC stuff, talking pro sports, talking life, advice with kids, what to get spouses for their for anniversaries, uh, lawn maintenance. Oh, just You never know what people are going to be talking about on there. And it'll be anything that's not political or religious in nature. Anything else right there on the board for you to discuss. And you can get all that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month after a seven-day free trial. That is all that it costs. And after you pay or get that seven-day that seven free trial, after that, you get us that, that low rate. That's one mediocre lunch per month. But you don't just get GoVols 24-7 with that. You get access to Paramount Plus with that for free in perpetuity. You also get access to a growing behemoth of a streaming platform that has every show CBS has ever done commercial free. Tons of exclusive stuff uh, that you can only find like, you know, 1883, Picard, Evil, Star Trek, all kinds of stuff that you can only find on Paramount Plus. You got new movies. You got classic movies, old blockbuster franchises, you know, comedies, dramas, horror, everything, stuff for the kids. All of it, all of it, and stuff from the archives of, uh, of CBS, obviously, and MTV, BET, Comedy Central, Nickelodeon, Smithsonian, all of it, all of it, 
right there. Something for the entire family and live sports, SEC sports, NFL sports. Uh, you got UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, Serie A, French soccer, uh, PGA Tour. You get everything on there. And we, you get all of that and our site, all of it for just about 100 bucks and change a year. One of the best deals you can possibly find. And if you don't do it, I don't know what's wrong with you. Go do that. Don't be a fool. Go do that. If nothing else, guys, you should hear from, hear from us in a few days. So until then, uh, try to be good to each other. Try to have basic human empathy for, for people out there in the world. There's not enough of that these days. There's too many a-holes. We don't need that. Be good. See you.